Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Roast House Pub, one of Frederick's finest craft beer and culinary destinations, where great people come to drink amazing beer. Visit them to track their taps and menu at roasthousepub.com, or download the digital pour app to track what's on tap. This is episode 86, and I'm your host, Chris Sands. Today, we have a guest from Rockville, Maryland, from Saints Row Brewing, who braved the flood conditions all throughout Frederick to come in and talk to us. Uh, Tony Prebula nailed it, uh, co-owner and brewer of Saints Row Brewing. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Good, good. Just uh, excited to be up here. Um, Brought my wife and my daughter. We're hanging out outside, and we're just... Really pumped to be here and have a chance to spend the morning with you guys. So you could have brought him in, though, because uh, early on we had Attaboy on and they had Thomas, their little boy, with them. So you got to hear crying and gurgling in the background every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, she's my, our daughter's about a year and a half. I think she'd be too thrilled to play with all the little gizmos and gadgets you guys got here. And it'd be a whole uh, whole slew of issues. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you probably <laughs> did make the correct decision. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so how what is is there flooding down in Rockville right now or have you guys No, nah, just, just you know heavy winds, rains and whatnot really cooled things down for us. Um, not as severe conditions, just a lot of wet stuff going uh, on. Yeah. So much faring much better than Frederick is for sure, definitely. All right, so where where in Rockville are you? So we're right there close to downtown Rockville on the corner of uh, East Goody Drive and Taft Street. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So honestly, about a, what was a month and a half ago, the new guys from True Respite opened up just a mile up from us. So Yeah, I'll yeah. be having them on okay. next week. I decided because I noticed I, I had um, Denizens on uh, two weeks ago, then a winery. And then I had talked to you, had you, I was like, well, I may as well just finish up Montgomery County yeah, now. Yeah. So, um, right on. Gonna, Brendan's going to come on next week. Okay, cool. Hopefully, I can get seven locks uh, scheduled, and then I'll be done with Montgomery go. County until... Um, <laughs> For the time being. Yeah, until... Uh, I feel horrible. I can't remember the name. The Blending Place. It's not, oh, the distillery? No, there, there's the brewery opening that's also specializing in blending. Are you talking about Astrolab or Silver Branch? No. Oh. I can't remember the name. And there's another one, I'll Elder find. Pine. Which yes, is, that's okay, it. Elder Pine Brewing gotcha. and Blending. Okay, right on, right yeah, on. They're supposed to be opening... I don't know when, but sometime yeah, yeah. soon also. And then he had an Astro Lab, and yeah, so I, I'll be briefly there. finished with <laughs> Montgomery yeah. County. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's blowing up, which is pretty cool and exciting. Yeah. So let's talk about you for a second. Yeah. Um, what were you doing before you decided to uh, open Saints Row? Uh, well, right before I decided to open Saints Row, I'd left my old job. I used to work for a brewery. I used to work for Union Craft out in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I started with them back whenever they were first opening up, so I came on as an intern, and towards the end of 2011, I was doing a long-distance brewing science and engineering program out of Middlebury, Vermont, and when I finished my program, the guys at Union kind of slowly trained me up and brought me up to be the assistant brewer to Kevin, uh, director of brewing operations, and so I was there from 2012 as a brewer through the very beginning of 2016. So great person to learn from. Very much so. I learned a whole lot uh, from working with them there and really being able to see the, the start from of their business from the ground up, essentially, uh, was a great opportunity. It gave me a little bit more confidence in being able to step out on my own and do my own thing. Uh, great guys to work with, a lot of fun, learned a whole lot. My brewing program was really you know, a lot book smarts type of thing, and it wasn't until I was putting the practical day-to-day things together that it really kind of all came together for me. But so yeah, I was there until 2016, 
took a leave to kind of be closer to home. My wife and I were trying to start a family, so luckily enough, it worked out. Um, I was gone from the industry for a little bit. I was working part-time teaching and whatnot, but then we just kind of, the bug never left, and so I was like, I kind of want to do this for myself, and we looked at the feasibility of opening up our own spot, and you know, we've been open for seven months now, and it's, it's going great. Awesome. Yeah. Why did you choose Rockville? I'm originally from Montgomery County, uh, so we're still living in Gaithersburg, which is where I originally grew up. And we wanted to have something close to home, and I just love the area. It's where, like I said, it's where I grew up. It's where I knew people. I, you know, I knew the communities, and I just saw that there was still a kind of a need in Montgomery County. Um, yeah, it's for some re- is was it harder for a while to open a brewery in Montgomery County because. My, that was definitely one area of the state that was kind of lagging behind, yeah. especially for how densely populated. Yeah, for it sure. Is. And, you know, I think the county for a long time had a, a pretty bad rap about just their alcohol production laws, what they allowed people to do, um, which is actually getting a lot better. So the county's really starting to come around. There's people behind the industry. People are like really trying to push for making things friendlier for us. Oh, and that's right. Because ju- only just recently you were able to self distribute yeah. at all. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So now I mean, I mean, it makes it makes sense. So we. We don't distribute anything really, so because of our size, we pretty much produ- produce just enough for on-site consumption. Okay. But we've just started sending kegs out here and there, and it's great because you know it's coming right off our bright tanks into the truck, and we're taking it over to wherever slot we're going to deliver it to. And it's it's really good because we're getting that immediate feedback from not just the customers but also the people who are selling our stuff. You know, um, so I think that's why we saw that there was a need in the county, and being from there, I wanted to find a way to make it happen. And so it was just kind of the perfect storm of Things were working out. The timing was right for us, and the laws were changing. So it was just – we just went for it. Now, I imagine that is a – with how busy of an area that is, you must have a steady stream of uh, people coming through the door. Yeah, yeah, we do. It was funny. When we first opened up, um, a couple other local brewers, like, swung by our spot when we were first opening up, you know, being super supportive as they are. And it was funny. They'd be like, I don't, I don't understand it. Why are you guys open Monday and Tuesday? And I'm just like – well, I mean, we you're, you're here, you yeah. know what I mean? You're here at my bar on a Monday night. And the, the, because no one else is really open those days of the week, we're, so we're here Monday through Friday, in, you know, evening hours, and then Saturdays in the afternoon. But we're open six days a week because there is just so much of a demand for having a place to go to call your own. And that's something that we really are trying to drive home. You know, we're a small-sized brewery. We really have very, very limited distribution because we wanted to create, like, a community tap room and a place where people are having their own backyard. What size brew house do you have? So we currently, max batch volume is two barrels. Okay. So our sours will be two barrel batches, but then we'll double batch one and a half barrel batches into our fermenters, which are three barrel fermenters. And so we have four of those. The fourth one, which we just bought about a month and a half ago because we were selling beer quicker than we were able to make it. So we needed to increase our fermentation volume for a bit. Now you have, uh, is there one other partner or... Uh, my, my wife and I are the oh, owners. Just the yeah, team. Okay. So my wife and I are the owners, but we I have a really good team of people who are helping me out. Um, so it's myself. I do all the operations day to day, brewing, financial type stuff, reporting, all that paperwork that you don't want to talk about when you yeah. talk about going into the industry. But then I have my brother, his fiance, really help out a lot behind the bar. So they're there, and then uh, two friends of mine are also helping out behind the bar. So you know. If you come any given day of the week, you're guaranteed to see me or my brother and one of those other folks. Awesome. Yeah. Um, where did the name come from? <laughs> I, I wish I had a really good story. <laughs> I will, sometimes people ask me if it's a video game. I guess there's a Saints Row video game. I, I, I had no idea, but I get that a lot. But really, it was um, I like the way it sounded. 
And we just we really want to create a space where you're surrounding yourself with people you just want to be around. So just it's just a place with good people you want to hang out with, drink with. And so like, hopefully that's kind of makes sense. Saints Row is just a good spot to be. You yeah. should probably just make up. A story. I should. I should. I can it, keep I, telling myself I, that. I feel like it, it's a it's a name that um, ha- needs to have a story behind it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just it came make to me something. In a dream. Up. It came yeah. to me in a dream. There you go. Yeah, you yeah. just could work it out now. That way, <laughs> it'll be go. public record of the right. the story. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, it's been fun though. People people are loving our spot, and it's been good times, and we're we're just excited uh, the reception we've gotten. Because we opened up at the end of September. So, like, we opened right, right before fall and winter time, which is usually really slow for industry. But, it, like, every month we've just been doing a little bit better, seeing new faces all the time. So, it's it's been, been a good times. Yeah, the in the – um. so, wait, Astrolab's going to be in Silver Spring. Correct, yeah. Um, I think the Elder, Pine, Elder, Elder Pines. Elder yeah, Pines. Yeah. That's in Rockville, too, though, right? I – I think I've seen their spot. They're actually close to the other farm breweries, um, Northern okay. County, I believe, because I driven out to Waradaka before and I saw their building. And so they have they have a building and some some equipment. I think they're getting ready to continue working on building it all out. But I believe they're going to be um, closer to Northern County in the Ag Reserve and whatnot. You're probably right. I'll look that up real quick. There you go. No, it's in Gaithersburg. So uh, well, okay. yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, well, it's one of those confusing things. Gaithersburg can be any stretch of yeah, Montgomery County. Like yeah, it's either right outside D.C. or all the way yeah, up. The, yeah, yeah. Um, but a true respite is right near you. Yeah, but yeah, I would, a mile and a half from us. Yeah. I would assume, like, as um, that, like that's going to help you a lot, too, yeah. as Montgomery County becomes more of a – especially that area of Montgomery County becomes more of a destination for, for sure. craft breweries. For sure. I mean, it's already it's – already, we're already starting to see some of the effects – so we typically, like I said, we're open just Saturday afternoons. But, you know, come 4th, 4.30 Saturday, we're always like, hey, guys, like, you know, we're going to close it up in a little bit. And next thing you know, whenever I'm leaving, I go over to True Restaurant on my way home to grab a beer or something like that. And the whole crowd who was over at our spot's over at their spot, you know <laughs> what I mean? And so we're getting a lot of cross traffic, which is great because we just really want to see this area kind of start to thrive. So Brendan and I, Bailey and Kenny over there. We, you know, really good working relationship. We, When they first opened up, we did a collaboration with them to kind of try to get the whole word spreading that, hey, like, this is really going to be a fun spot to be. It's going to be a destination in the county for, for alcohol production for sure. Very cool. Um, who designed your logo? Because I, I really like your Thank logo. Thank you. Uh, I actually just randomly reached out to a guy who I was – kind of not stalking on instagram but you know i like look <laughs> i like i like design i like aesthetic yeah. looks and so i like this guy's work um his name is nick slater and he's out on the west coast and so i i pitched an idea to him it's like look i have this idea for an, an image can you kind of like make it happen and he he nailed it for sure yeah so i i like it it's really iconic you can recognize the hop and halo from any distance yeah. And so yeah it's pretty cool so from when you left union you said it was a year and a half yeah roughly yeah i left at the beginning of 2016 so did the idea for saints row come out shortly after leaving there or like so how how long did it take you to go from i'm gonna do this to when you open yeah so it seems like a very a much shorter time frame than a lot of yeah people are able to pull it off i think one of the things is almost anybody who goes into the business has always had the idea man how cool would it be to do my own thing and so when I left Union, that wasn't a plan of mine by all by any means to, to do my own thing. But um, I'd say maybe it was about six to eight months after I left, I started really thinking about it. And what wound up, I think what really helped us out get the thing, get this all done in such a short period of time was the fact that 
our operation really is in a much smaller scale as opposed to a lot of other production okay. breweries. Again, like we're brewing two-barrel batches, so like the build-out wasn't as intensive. It wasn't as um, time-consuming as any other large brewery build-out would be. And so we were able to turn that over a lot quicker. And because our production area isn't as intense, our permitting, our fire marshal's visits weren't going to be as laborious and whatever. So that's really what helped us out. But it wasn't – I didn't start really you know, thinking about it seriously until about six or eight months after I left Union. Yeah. So was um, is the county helpful with opening for, yeah. with people for opening breweries oh, now? For sure. or is it? Yeah, for sure. Now, because of where we are, we did work with the county, but because we're actually within the city of Rockville, city Rockville limits, has yeah, a lot so of we them. dealt primarily with the city of Rockville. Uh, but when we did deal with the county, they were really helpful. But then also even the city of Rockville has been really helpful for us getting up and running. They're changing some current zoning laws to allow us to expand our tap room. Oh, nice. So we're not actually zoned as alcohol production. We have a special zoning that we can work under. Um, but so they're working on changing that so we can have a specific zoning for ourselves and other people who want to bring alcohol production to the, to the city as well because they, they're seeing it as an industry to get involved with, and it's only going to help. So they're trying to really make that more friendly. Are you able to have food trucks and yeah. stuff there? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, every Thursday during the summer, we have these guys' new hot dog cart, and they're just going to be set out on front selling hot dogs every Thursday. And then we've started getting the food trucks rolling around more frequently on Fridays and Saturdays. Now the summer, nice weather is breaking and whatnot. Yep. And there's a lot – that general area has a lot of other restaurants and stuff too, right? Yeah, well, we're just outside of downtown Rockville. So there's a couple really close to us. But then we're making, you know, new partnerships all the time. So we have a great new barbecue place that's just been rebranded which is, again, about a mile from up the road, and they do free delivery to our spot. We nice. have a really good Italian restaurant that does free delivery to our spot. So, you know, it's about it's all about creating a lot of, you know, partnerships with the other people in your area, smaller businesses who just want to see each other thrive. And so we're working on doing that right now. Yeah, that's a, one of the great things. We go someplace and you just have a stack of menus of all the places that, yeah. if, like, if you can't have a food truck or something, if you have a, that stack of menus of yeah. places that will offer free delivery to there. Yep, we have a whole bunch helps, of menus. Helps both around. of the, the, those businesses and you out yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, exactly that. We have a whole bunch of menus just floating around the brewery right now. Whenever you show up, we got an idea for what you'd eat. Nice. So let's take a, a real quick break to um, thank our partners and sponsors. Uh, first, uh, our longtime supporter, Roast House Pub. Thank you so much. Um, coming up in a couple of weeks on May 30th is the Monument City Beer Dinner, which is a five-course. Um, every, every one of their beer dinners is a five-course meal paired with a different beer for each one. Chef Nico is not only amazing at preparing the meals, but his ability to pair a beer with the perfect course is just phenomenal. So I highly recommend you go check one of those out and then talk to him about uh, being one of the uh, brewers for one of the month's uh, beer dinners. Then in June, it'll be uh, the Flying Dog Beer Dinner with wish I can remember the actual name of the sampler pack, but Flying Dog's bringing out a sampler pack of discontinued um, their old-time beers, wow. uh, In Heat Wheat, Old Scratch, Road Dog Porter, and uh, Tire Bite, the, their old pale ale. Uh, so it'll be a five-course meal featuring those four and then also one of the barrel-aged Gonzos. I'm not sure if it's the rum or the, um, the bourbon barrel. Uh, May 31st is the spaghetti dinner battle between Kushwa, who I think is now three months in as the victor, versus Smoketown. 
Um, and then June 20th, there will be a special uh, event with Star Hill Brewing. Well, they'll have five IPAs that are normally only available at the their tap room, but they'll be available at Roast House Pub. So once again, thank you, Roast House Pub, for your support. And thank you to our supporting sponsor, Craft Alliance Packaging Solutions. Craft Alliance Packaging Solutions has been servicing the craft beverage industry since 2012 and prides itself in helping their customers excel in a constantly growing industry. From concept to cooler, CAPS offers solutions to your packaging needs, providing mobile bottling surfaces, technical support, cake repair, rental break tanks, and much more. It is their goal to help you grow your brand and your business and make your products stand out. Be different, look different. For more information, visit CAPSBottles.com. So thank you to uh, the people who helped make this uh, podcast possible. So is that, is that um, a plan you have eventually to, to go it, to distribute and pa- package products as you grow? Or so, do you want to stick to the tap room, like local pub? We, type we definitely things? want to continue to be focused on creating a tap room environment and experience to be able to kind of come hang out and be with us. Being from Montgomery County, and we, you know, when we first started thinking about, okay, if we want to open a brewery, how do we want to do it? Obviously, our first thoughts were like, okay, production brewery, how does that look? What does we want to do? But at the end of the day, our vision and our goal was really to kind of create an, an experience for people to kind of come back home because the county didn't have a lot of stuff like us for a long time. People were going out to D.C.s, Fredericks, Baltimore's, and whatnot to to go enjoy beer, and we wanted to bring people back home. Because uh, like I said, it's where I'm from. So I really, yeah. I you know, I want to see our communities thrive. And so we wanted to bring people back home. And be like, there's a lot in our own backyard that you can enjoy. And so I think even as we continue to grow, which we're we're still doing right now. Like I said, we just bought new fermenters. We're looking to buy a bigger brew house and things like that. Even as we continue to grow, I think we primarily want to be focused on creating an experience in in our own facility that you can kind of come hang out and. You know what that's going to look like you know in a year two three from now like i don't know I mean, obviously we're growing we may need a new spot and make a bigger time i don't know but we really want to be focused on creating that experience and then after that look at okay we'll start doing a little distribution here and there again for the sole purpose of kind of raising brand awareness and bringing people back to us yeah i see from your facebook page you plan on having a van Yes, we have a van, yeah. Long story short, um, my wife's car broke down, and it was a little bit of an impulse buy, but we picked up a van, and, I mean, it's going to be our family van, but okay. I was like, why don't I just go ahead and put my logo all over may it? As and well. I mean, it may as well. So we're going to I mean, I'll it, slap the uncapped logo there on you anything. Go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's going to be called the Lupulin machine. Nice. A good old Scooby in the back, you know what I mean? <laughs> One of those things. So we got a fun little design that we're working on getting that wrapped with. So. Yeah, I like the picture that you had posted. It looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. That's another local guy. He's um, not the guy who did our obviously our logo, but there's a local artist who's done some of our um, branding for us. And he's he's really cool guy. His name is Trish and George. He comes and hangs out at the brewery. And he came by one afternoon or one evening. We were open. And he just started like doodling because he's an artist. He just has a sketchbook. And I was like, you obviously draw. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, would you be interested in helping us out with some with some artwork? And so he's done a couple of different projects with us for fun. Nice. Yeah. So do you have um, certain styles that you specialize in or are you an equal opportunity brewer? I'd like to say that we're an equal opportunity brewer. That being said, I have styles that I obviously prefer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you come on to the brewery, we'll try to have a spectrum available for you of anything. But that being said, whatever people want to drink is what we're going to be brewing. So we will always, almost always have something sour on tap, a tart or sour, something like that. The New Englands are flying. 
You know, yeah. we we sent a keg offsite on last Friday, and it was kicked it was kicked by Saturday afternoon. So like those are really moving well for us. But we're gonna try to have a little bit of everything. So right now we have an American Red Ale, uh, we have a, a um, German alt beer. It's called Homage to pay homage to my my former employers and just um, the education they gave me. So we brewed a variation of um, an alt beer in our facility. We also have a petite saison which was aged in a cabernet barrel, and then we also have a an old Bruin, so a, you know a brown sour which was conditioned on tangerines. Oh no! Yeah, so we that do a little bit good. of we do a lot of fun stuff. But me personally, we you'll see we always try to have some sort of saison available because i i love them and i enjoy drinking them and i feel like people more often than not will overlook them and they don't know how fun and approachable they can be so we'll have a little bit of everything but i definitely have my preferences so what's your favorite style uh, without uh, a, a saison for sure okay yeah they're they're really forgiving and a lot of fun you can make them really really fun and clean really funky like there's a lot you could do with them and we've done um three different variations of our saison so we have one that's called hopostolic succession it's a dry hopped saison with Nelson Salvin hops. So it's got a really interesting kind of white wine aroma, grapey kind of flavor to it. Then we took a version of that and we kind of took it up a little bit. So it, we had an imperial version, which was 8.7%, and it was all Enigma hopped, double dry hopped. And we released that, I guess, about a month ago. And it went really well. We did two batches of it. So one of them, the batches is currently uh, aging in a Chardonnay barrel. And we'll do a bottle release for our anniversary this coming September. Awesome. So that should be fun. Yeah, so a big old Imperial Saison Asian Chardonnay barrels will be fun. Um, you had said that in your break from the brewing industry that you taught part-time for yeah. a while. Were you teaching before you started no. at Union? No, or? before I was at Union, I was I worked in early intervention services. So I was, you know, caseworker, social okay. work type thing. Yeah, but whenever I was teaching part-time, I, I was a preschool teacher. So it was more okay. like, you know, sit around, play, yeah. build blocks, make sure, you know, kids – got to eat lunch something you know so it was really it wasn't so much teaching as just being available and helping out in the pre-k class i don't think i could ever do that <laughs> it's a uh i you know there was one day where they needed me to cover an eighth grade class and uh i don't think i could do it <laughs> that was tough that was tough i'd much rather do the pre-k class because i mean i just get to goof around all day and it's all good i know other people's little kids i I'm not, i don't know if i'd i'd be well suited for taking care of them Fair for enough. the day. Yeah. Like, I, I love mine. <laughs> I, like, other people's kids, I, I don't think I'd want to take care of them. So. Yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> Good enough. on yeah. you. Other, other people's eighth graders, <laughs> I don't know if I could deal with that, man. That was the tough part. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I haven't experienced teenagers yet, uh, okay. so I, I'm sure. Best I, of luck. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not looking forward to that. That's what when my my wife's a high school teacher. Oh so wow, I figure she she's a saint, my man. Yeah, she's fully capable of dealing with our uh, daughters whenever they're teenagers. All right, good on <laughs> she you. She can handle them. <laughs> so um, so th- at that point, had you always just wanted to go into brewing, or were you just they, that's not what you wanted to do anymore and yeah. that seemed like an when attractive I left, f- yeah when you uh, left um the early uh, oh when i left early you, intervention yeah, yeah, to go early into brewing. In- oh um well so when i graduated from university of maryland which is my wife and i met i got a job right after college because i was in i was an intern with them during my senior year and i got a job right away and then we, my wife and i got married the following summer so, but before we got married i was looking for a townhouse to move into and all that stuff and we, I found one in Greenbelt, so not far from campus. The townhouse didn't have like cable or internet, and being a cheap college student, yeah. I wasn't about to be like, all right, let me spend some money on you know 
all this stuff. So I, I picked up homebrewing. Okay. And like a lot of other guys, like the bug bit me and I was I was hooked. And I didn't really know that eventually I was going to go into the industry. But the more I did it, the more I was like, I really, really enjoy this. Like, I want to learn more. I want to get into it. And after my wife and I got married, I was like, look, I really want to, like, figure out, like, how you go about getting into the industry. Um, so I set up a meeting with Tom Flores from Monocacy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I reached out to him randomly um, just to see if he'd be interested in talking. So this, with, yeah. uh, this whiskey that I'm going to make you do a shot of. Okay. Uh, Tom Flores actually is the person who helped us pick out the hops that would best pair. The, the is that work. the one you guys did McClintock? Yeah. The hop and fuel? Oh, yeah. right, right on, man. I, again, so, I was not like I was stalking you guys. When I saw that episode. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I don't consider that stalking. I consider that sound judgment. There that, you go. <laughs> uh, people would listen to. For listen. sure, for sure. But yeah, so I reached out to Tom, and he was more than happy to have me come up and meet him. He showed me around the facility. We talked about how he got into it, you know, the best way to go about getting your foot in the door. And when I got home from that meeting with him, I jokingly told my wife, I was like, yeah, yeah, I met with Tommy. He says, like, my best bet is to quit my job and go, like, intern at a brewery and <laughs> just, like, tell them I'm really willing to work for free. And, you know, trying to laugh it all off. But she was like, oh, okay, like, cool, go for it. I was like, <laughs> Okay, sure, I'll really? definitely yeah, go tomorrow, you said. Yeah, exactly. It's like, is that you sure? Yeah, so she was cool with it. Uh, and, again, I mean, we had just gotten married. We were young. We were still yeah. – I mean, if, if we weren't going to do it, then when were we going to do it, right? Um, so I left my job. And the and I left in October of 2011, wound up starting a union in December of 2011 as an intern. And again, that's shortly after they'd opened up. So it was like really getting to see everything from the ground up, you know, the growth. It's a great experience a, very for, much, be, yeah. for you being able to yeah. Yeah, I mean, pull I'll, from to open your own place. Definitely, definitely. And again, like I got to learn. I mean, it's like whenever people talk about starting in a kitchen, di- washing dishes, becoming an executive chef, you know? That sort of thing. I got really got to experience every level of growing the business and getting it all off the ground and whatnot. And so I, I tell people all the time, like a lot of the success that we're finding is just because of the, the work and the detail that the guys at Union really kind of instilled to in me. Like they're like, you know, really paying attention to these finer yeah. details and, and taking the time to, sh- to explain to me why they were going about doing what they were doing, you know, when they were starting up and things like that. So I owe a lot to those guys and helping me find my foot and, and whatnot and get us started. So how was it that you were connected to Tom, that you ended up reaching oh, out to him? I wasn't connected at all. Okay. I just reached out randomly. Um, I saw that they were – I was just looking up for looking up breweries close uh-huh. by. And, like, living down in Montgomery County, again, there wasn't a lot for a long time really close by. Yeah. And so I, I reached out to Tom up, in, up here in Frederick. I, I, you know, I wish I could say I remember why I specifically reached out to him. Maybe um, he's the the gentlest looking person I saw. I don't know. You know Tom's <laughs> a really nice guy. and. Um, so and uh, just uh, he's super nice and yeah. ridiculously smart. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I think I mean, that's what it also what it was because you know what it was is because I was looking at brewing programs. And I believe Tom did one at UC Davis. I believe. I think you're correct. We've yeah. had a bunch of people on that went to UC Davis, but I'm pretty yeah. sure Tom yeah. went there. And I think because he did that program, I I believe it's what he did. I reached out to him to ask him about his experience because I was getting ready to apply to different programs, and. I mean, long story short, I wound up not applying to that one. My wife and I just got married. I was yeah. about to go out to California, you know. Um, but I did do the one which is called the American Brewers Guild, which is out of Middlebury, Vermont. Okay. Yeah, really great program. I mean, it's a six months intensive online program, but at the end, you do a week residency there. You get hands-on experience and, and whatnot. So it was good times for sure. 
Yeah, I've um I've made two beers with Tom. Uh, one we did a while ago for the anniversary, one of the anniversaries for the newspaper. Okay. But just recently we made um, a tart mango IPA with them, and just working with Tom and his his method for figuring things out and how just scientific everything yeah. is. He's an amazing person to learn from. He is. He's a, I mean, again, so as much as I credit the guys at union for helping me get started, it wasn't until I had that, like really that conversation with Tom was what set me on this trajectory and, and catching yeah. your wife on a yeah. good day. <laughs> catching her on a very good day. Completely okay with you she was, I, <laughs> going I, I, from you know, uh, employed to with a salary to employed with uh, no money. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. So there's a lot of people we have to get thanks for. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just interesting. I mean, there's because at that time when you would have reached out to him, Monocacy would have just started or had it not yeah. even opened yet. They were just getting started. Okay. I think, so yeah, I mean, I honestly, it probably was the summer that they were open, summer 2011, something like something like that, or okay. fall of 2011 that I reached out to him. So I'm, I don't remember when they were just getting up and running, but I think, I think 20, they were, well, they opened the same year that uh, Union did. Oh, okay. I, so at that time, he was it, it was Brewers Alley, right, right, sister breweries, right, yeah. Um, and so it was 2012. They opened in tw- the summer of 20 August, the same, almost the same time that Union opened. Oh, okay. They opened. Well, then he they missed. Maybe they were still working on getting everything. Set yeah, I mean, it had yeah. like the plans and stuff were in place for for Monocacy at that point. Right, right. Um, I remember we met at Monocacy, so it must have been shortly before they opened or something okay, around there. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely still working on getting the whole space set up and things like that. So that makes sense for sure. Yeah, Tom's a great guy. Yeah, can't say enough nice things about him. Yeah, yeah. So actually, you I mean, your foundation uh, starts with some of my favorite people in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's funny the way. I mean, that's one of the things that's cool about the. I mean, maybe it's the same player everywhere you go. But at least Maryland Brewing. Oh, yeah, yeah, everyone is super helpful. Everyone yeah. helps each other out. Yep. It's a very collaborative, definitely just extremely weird uh, relationship that brewers yeah. have with their competition. They do. They do. <laughs> it's funny because whenever True Russell was getting ready to open up, you know, they've been working on it for a while and whatnot. We'd have regulars coming in. It's like, are you guys like ready for these other guys to open? Like, are you worried? It's like, not really. I mean, what's good for them is good for us. They're bringing more business to this corridor right through here, you know? And if anything, I mean, it's just it's going to force us to ensure that our quality of product is top notch, you know, because you look at places that are really populated with breweries, only the I mean, guys who have quality beer are going to going to survive and stand out. You know, it's not until your quality starts dropping off that you're going to be running into issues. But having a lot of breweries around is going to just force you to have quality product. Yeah. And it just brings more people to that. Yeah. You'll and if going out on a Friday night in Frederick you can hop around to multiple breweries and yeah. often the same as what you said where you like you'll leave your place and you'll see the same group of people at true oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of that like people just bounce around between places yeah. and each each brewery has its like main regulars that tend to only go there but right. they, like everyone just bounces around to each other and yeah. there there are more um breweries in frederick which is a much smaller area than rockville right right yeah, yeah, yeah. they all thrive so I, there you go you could have yeah. plenty more yeah. people down around there and not have to worry about it and i think people would be excited to see that yeah yeah it's, and it and it brings in tourism like mm-hmm. as you look to see as a craft beer tourist where you want to go like right. when you see those clusters of a whole bunch of people in one place that's 
the natural place sense. to to go there. Yeah, and I think that's, again, that's why I was saying I think Montgomery County and City of Rockville were seeing that, and it was like we need to make it friendlier for people to do that if we want to keep seeing this kind of business thrive. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did you have a good time at the Maryland Craft Beer Festival? So <laughs> we were actually were not at the craft. Oh, you beer weren't there. No. So I, because we don't do distribution yet. Uh, um, you didn't. Yeah, we didn't go, but we had a nice crowd at our spot. So okay, I guess nice. anybody who couldn't <laughs> get a ticket, anybody who couldn't get a ticket, I guess decided. Were you to there hang last out. year? No, I mean we just we just opened up, like I said, about seven months ago. Yeah. So, well, yeah. there was there was a bunch of people there last year okay. that were like the, in the brewery and planning. Oh, tents. really? Okay, gotcha. No, we weren't. So okay. Um. Again, because our product is going so quickly in our, on our own taps, we haven't really sent product out because yeah. if I, I mean, send a half keg out, then That's I'm, less I'm without, for you yeah, to sell. yeah, it's less for me to sell. And also I may, I may lose a tap for two or three days and it's just like, oh man, we've prided ourselves. We've had six beers on tap for the last six months. And it's like, I don't want to go down to five or four yeah. taps or something like that. But yeah, we, we haven't, again, that's one of the things that we're looking at. I mean, we, we talk about growth and we're growing quicker than anticipated, which isn't a bad problem. Um, but we need to manage that and making sure we're taking care of our product out of house before we start sending it away and whatnot. So yeah. we're we're trying to we're playing a little bit of catch up. Luckily, luckily enough, having the new fermenters really helped us add a buffer into losing beers on taps and stuff like that. But we're we're still kind of playing a little bit of catch up and looking at ways to keep our volume, you know, up. So in the short time you've been open, have you received any ridiculous reviews that you just look at and have to laugh at? <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's sometimes that... And what is it? Yeah, well, sometimes people will come in and they'll be very specific about what they like, or I should say very specific about what they don't like, and then they'll ask for that very thing. So, <laughs> you know, and, and and I look at them and I'm just like, okay, like, I mean, I'm going to serve you this. Yeah. You just told me you don't like this, though. And then, you know, it, it's not like I try to scroll through all our reviews, but I mean, as a, the owner, I want to know what people are thinking. Yeah. And I mean, some of these people who don't like what they're being served and ask for what they don't like or going to go ahead and review it poorly. And you just got to, you just scratch your head and, you know, someone says, I don't like uh, funky beers or I don't like hoppy beers. And I want to try your double dry hop Saison. And I was like, um, okay, you know, you can go ahead and try it. And they go yeah. ahead and try it. Next thing I know, there's a check-in on our beer. It's a quarter star. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> that's harsh. I mean, I feel like a quarter yeah. star is what you give something that's putrid. Like, yeah, I've had bad beer. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't infected. It just wasn't your preference, yeah. you know. And so, like that'll happen, but you shrug it off because you're gonna get that every now and then. Yeah, you know. We've but been, nothing that like has stung you to the core. Where not the really. Only way to deal with it, you could laugh. Uh, no. You know what? It. Well, I just looked, and you you have an average rating of five, so you couldn't have. <laughs> I've we've been lucky that again. Funny. We've knocking, you know, <laughs> knocking on wood. Um, we've been we've been really happy with the, and lucky that the way people received us like like i said you know our because we're really focused in our immediate neighborhood i think people have really opened up to us i mean there's an elementary school look around the corner down the block from us so that whole like neighborhood they come out on saturdays there's like a, a line of strollers coming around the corner you know like people have really opened us like opened up to receiving us and that's something that we've really been uh grateful and thankful for and it's. I mean, again, it. We've been lucky, but also I just feel like I attribute to the those finer details that the guys like really drilled into me when I was working out in Baltimore. Yeah. You know, if if you're paying attention and taking care of all those fine details, you're you're not going to be putting out a bad product. You know, maybe it's maybe it's not top line. Someone's like, oh, this is an amazing triple dry hopped. You know, imperial IP, whatever it is. Um, but I think we've because we've really tried to ensure that we take the best care of our products as we can. We've been able to put out quality 
so far. So hopefully we don't lose sight of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that is the one thing that as more and more breweries open up that if you're not making a quality product it yeah. is it will hurt you <laughs> it will for sure definitely yeah but we've been lucky and we've been having a great time and we just we I'm, I'm thrilled that we decided to open up close to home because this is where i grew my daughter's growing up where i grew up so it's just it's fun to be be back home and doing this for in the community that i love for sure so uh, what is your favorite one of your favorite maryland made beers that you do not make that do not, i mean I, I have i can't lie i love old pro and so I love I. Foxy, uh, Old Pro and Foxy, the Red IPA. Or, uh, you know, before I started working at Union, I I wasn't into sours at all, and I, I couldn't get into them. I had a bad experience with a sour. It was a sour beer that wasn't supposed to be sour, uh, <laughs> and so it really turned me off to the idea of them. But you know, in ninety plus degree heat in the summer, whenever you're working in a brewery and it's like, you know, canning Old Pro, and then you get a low fill maybe, and say, like, all right, let me crack that open. Oh, it goes down so easy. Yeah. You know, I was like. It really, I really warmed up to him. So I, I definitely, I love, I love Old Pro. It's got a special place, you know, in my heart. I mean, that's where I, that's where I learned, you know, um, for sure. And then uh, that's, I kept going back to the Union Tent on Saturday because <laughs> they had um, their like more more rare oh, sours okay, right. that they were releasing. On oh, the it was like an hourly sa- yeah, 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 an hourly release. And like I'd get there a little bit too early, and it, and they're like, "Well, it's not on yet." The Do you want an old pro? I was like, "Well, yeah, sure, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure, why not?" Yeah, no. So I love. I mean, and then their fall red IPAs, you know, another standout for me. And then being in Montgomery County, um, good friends with all the guys in the county who've come through, and we go th- and support them. But I'm, I'm loving the work Keith's doing over at Moradaka. You know, they brought me over. Um, I think it was Baymore as their double. Yeah, Baymore yeah, was good. Baymore was really good. I, I mean, I had a really fresh bat. I mean, they brought it. He brought me over a crowler one day just to have some, and they were hanging, hanging out. And I mean, it's another quality beer. And so there's a lot of good quality product around around our county, and even in the state for sure. What's the? I can't remember the name of it now. The one with oranges. Runway. Yeah, runaway. Yeah. Runaway. Yeah, runaway. Yeah, it's the Wardakas, right? Yeah, yeah, runaway. Yeah, they that do so they do good. one with oranges. I think they've done one with tangerines and one with grapefruit, I think. Yeah, so they're always finding new citrus fruits to throw the in. The orange yeah. one is so good. Yeah, good stuff. So, um we'll take a quick moment and say thanks again to our supporting sponsor Caps. Be different, look different. For more information, visit capsbottles.com. And now, uh, you are the second person to partake in the new tradition of trying the soon to be named McClintock uncapped collaboration of a hop infused whiskey. Um, you unfortunately are two years early to have the finished product, <laughs> but uh, you do get to try the unaged version. So um, everyone, thank you for watching and listening. Thank cheers. you for coming on. Uh, cheers. What do you think? Ooh. It's got some little. It's got a little, little heat, kick. but I like the aroma. It's, I mean, you. I guess it's aging in barrel right now, right? Yeah, yeah. You're getting a lot of that woody aroma off of that. Well, I mean, this has net like that's just from the. Um, it's a single malt chocolate malt. Oh, okay. Um, with um, UK Golding and Meridian hops. Oh, that's right. He forgot what which hop it was. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that. What, what do you say? It was a chocolate covered banana or something? Yes, like that? that's. Yeah. I like that, and I'm usually not a spirits guy, but that that, that burn it burns quick. But my wife would love that too. Awesome! <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys. Cheers.
The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.